<clears throat> my name's Christine, and I live with my five beagles. Mm. No, no, no. We here at Andy Kershaw Play Some Bloody Great Records are delighted to have Songlines as the media partner of this podcast. Songlines is the only magazine which covers virtually all the music you're hearing here. It's been going for more than 20 years, and each issue comes with a cover mount CD, featuring tracks from the best new album releases, also available as a download. To find out more, visit songlines.co.uk and to claim a 20% discount, quote Kershaw when ordering a subscription, which I heartily recommend you do. And now, over to me. Thanks very much, Andy. Let's go. Isn't that the way? 
Shala Moana from Congo, Kinshasa, regarded by many Congolese as the mother of the nation. Well, she's died at the age of 64. I don't know the cause, although she did have a stroke a couple of years ago. We heard her there on a song called Bandi Yango from her 1996 album for Stern's Records, Mutwashi, which is the style of music from her native Kasai region in that country. And it was with this album that she reunited gloriously Congolese Sukus with Cuban Salsa and drafted in the mighty Dalikimoko on the lead guitar. She's also rumoured to have had affairs with a number of African presidents. We kicked off with David Byrne and his Congolese-inspired You and I from his CD just called David Byrne of 1994. Hiya, you're listening to Radio Kershaw. No live music in the kitchen in today's programme, as no minstrels were passing through Todmondin. We'll put that right next time, I'm sure. Instead, even more bloody great records, like this one, and it's another I rediscovered when shelving and filing all me vinyl alphabetically after 16 years of separation. It's been fantastic, like having all these records for the first time all over again. Anyway, it's that great humorist of Jamaican reggae, Loving Dear, just before he released this in the mid-1980s, there'd been some sort of scientific study or demographic report which predicted that the world's female population would soon far exceed the male population. <laughs> and to Loving Dear, this sounded like a man shortage.
Suppose I want a man who is good in bed. Oh, you mean you want a man who sleeps well? No, I don't mean that. I mean a man who is good at, you know. Oh, oh, look, lady, this is not a little joke business, you know. You think this is a little pian pian witch doctor you're talking to? I am a doctor of science. And if you have the money, I can get you a man in a hurry. Yeah, cause if you want a dreadlocks man, right? Or if you want a ballet man, ribbit. Or if you want a big fat man, I. Or if you want a manga man, girl. If you want a yellow man, and if you want an Englishman, girl. If you want an handsome, intelligent, and drives a BMW. <laughs> Loving Deer's Man Shortage, a 12-inch back in 1986 on the Jetstar label in the UK. And following Hurricane Gilbert's devastation across the Caribbean in 1988, Loving Deer rushed out a 45 called Gilbert. What, what the hell of a blowjob. And I've got it. I'll dig it out and play it for you soon. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't go more than a few days without hearing a bit of the Carter family. There's something so soothing and reassuring about their Appalachian, gloomy Victorian parlour song delivery. Recorded subsequently by other folks, this is sometimes known as I wonder how the old folks are at home, but when the country music pioneers the Carter family recorded it here in 1929, they called it The Homestead on the Farm. Hear the cat. 
almost see the fields of bluegrass green. You could almost hear them cry as I kissed her boy goodbye. I wonder how the old folks are at
the last gang in Timbuktu Saharan Tuareg guitar slingers Tina Rowan and the track we heard was Kek Al Galm and that's from their new album which is called Amatsu for the Wedge label and produced quite unnecessarily and remotely by Daniel Lenoir from the vantage point of his home in Los Angeles I wonder how much that cost them I'll produce your next one, boys, for a fraction of the price and do a better job. Why do they need Daniel Lenoir? Tina Rowan have been making wonderful albums for the past 15 years or so without a big-name American producer. Anyway, Neil Young and Crazy Horse were in the middle with Country Home from Neil and the Horses' 1990 masterpiece, Ragged Glory. I'll tell you what's so great about Neil Young's electric lead guitar playing No matter how astral and out there he gets, even when he really goes off on one, as we heard there, he never loses sight of the basic melody of the song. Not for Neil, as with nearly every rock guitarist, screeching away on the umpteenth fret. Oh no, the tune is always there. And it was the Carter family first in that sequence, Homestead on the Farm, recorded in 1929, and available on any number of Carter family collections. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we lost another outstanding singer-songwriter. Gordon Lightfoot from Canada died on May the 1st, aged 84. He was, from all accounts, I never met him, a very modest bloke who didn't really enjoy or seek fame. Soon after his death, fellow Canadian Robbie Robertson of the band called him a national treasure, And Bob Dylan paid tribute by saying he was one of my favourite songwriters. I can't think of a Gordon Lightfoot song I didn't like. And he certainly wrote some belters, if you could read my mind, Early Morning Rain. And this one, my favourite Gordon Lightfoot song, and the song of which he said he was most proud. It concerns the tragic loss of the massive Great Lakes iron ore freighter, the Edmund Fitzgerald, on Lake Superior in a storm on November the 10th, 1975. It went down with all 29 crewmen on board, no survivors. Gordon Lightfoot wrote this and recorded it within a few weeks of the disaster. It was, at the time, living folk music, and it's still a really powerful and moving song. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down Of the big lake they call Gitchagumi 
The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead When the skies of November turn gloomy With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more Than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed When the gales of November came early Ship was the pride of the American side Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most With a crew and good captain well seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Tattletale sound and the wave broke over the railing. And every man knew as the captain did too, twas the witch of November come stealing. The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain. In the face of a hurricane west wind When supper time came the old cook came on deck saying fellas it's too rough to feed you p.m. a main hatchway gave in He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya The captain wired in, he had water coming in And the good ship and crew was in peril And later that night when his lights went out of sight Came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Does anyone know where the love of God goes When the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay If they'd put fifteen more miles behind her They might have split up or they might have capsized They may have broke deep and took water all that remains is the faces and the names Of the wives and the sons and the daughters Lake Huron Roll Superior Scenes in the rooms of her ice-water mansion Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams The islands and bays are for sportsmen 
Farther below Lake Ontario Takes in what Lake Erie can send her The iron boats go as the mariners all know With the gales of November remembered Chigumi. Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. Let go your main sheets 
And bring yourself under my lead For I shall take from you your rich merchant's goods, merchant's goods And I'll point your bow guns to the sea Very nice, that's John Wilkes, Lofty Tall Ships, the song from his new and self-released album, Before I Knew What I'd Begun, I Had Already Lost. Jolly good it is too. John, if you're ever passing Todmorden, the kitchen awaits you. Gordon Lightfoot was first there with his accounts of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and that was on his 1976 LP, Summertime Dream. And I was reading recently that... Right up until his death a couple of weeks ago, Gordon Lightfoot kept in touch 
with the families of all 29 men who went down with the Edmund Fitzgerald. And what's more, on the announcement of his death on May the 1st, the bell in the Marinus Church of Detroit, the Maritime Sailors Cathedral, as he calls it in the song, was rung 30 times, 29 times for those lost sailors, and once the last ring for Gordon Lightfoot himself. Now, in the last programme, I played you a wonderful piece by a string band from Vanuatu in the South Pacific, sent to us by listener Richard Berry. And thanks again, Richard. Well, now, here's an email from another listener, John Corrigan. And John says, Dear Andy, I caught up with the most recent podcast on returning from the Hebrides and was absolutely thrilled to hear the Vanuatu string band tune that you played. My sister lives in Vanuatu and is home just now visiting our mum. She worked for One Small Bag, which is the NGO in Vanuatu uh, that was behind the CD. One Small Bag sent the most basic equipment to record the CD to one of the more remote islands in the archipelago, Pentecost Island. Many of the bands who played on it walked long distances to record in the little makeshift shed, she told me. Anyway, she sent a link to your podcast to One Small Bag and Peter and his team. They were thrilled to hear the song and also lots of the other music on the podcast. Well, that's terrific, John. Thanks very much for letting us know that. And uh, especially for you and all the folks involved in the project in Vanuatu, here it is again. Viatu, the group, and the song Ragga. Yeah. 
Indongo nene nde mamu nanana 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 Indongwa nene nde mamu nanana Indongwa nene nde mamu nanana Indongwa nene nde mamu nanana Munanana nende mane nindongwa Munanana nende mane nindongwa Ifilongwa nene nde mamu nanana Ifilongwa nene nde mamu
That's Tanzanian duo Wahenga, John Kitime on guitar, and Anania Ngaliga on marimba, with a piece called Indongwa, and you'll find it on their new CD for the Retro Tan label. Kikwetu Kwetu is the name of the CD. Flat and Scruggs in the middle, Lester Flat on guitar, of course, Earl Scruggs on the banjo. Foggy Mountain Chimes, the tune, and that's from a fabulous four-CD box set from Proper Records entitled Blazing Bluegrass and made up largely of tracks by Flat and Scruggs, Bill Monroe and his Bluegrass Boys and the Stanley Brothers. And the first in that sequence were our new pals from Vanuatu, the string band Viatu, with a piece called Raga. And if you want to get in touch with them and perhaps get hold of a copy of the CD, which is called, I think, Nine Long One Step One. They'll know what you're talking about anyway. Then the NGO who organised the recording is called One Small Bag, and they have a Facebook page in that name, and it's spelt W-A-N, that's the first word, and then the second word, Small Bag, S-M-O-L-B-A-G, two words, capital W-A-N, one, and then small bag, capital S-M-O-L-B-A-G. Now, the great John Fogerty will soon be moving among us. A very rare visit to the UK and Ireland for the man who, along with Neil Young and Rory Gallagher, inspired my wardrobe and made me the fashion icon that I am. I can't actually, perhaps you can, remember the last time John Fogerty, post Credence, played here. Anyway, the great man is playing at Dublin, on the 23rd of May, 25th of May, just down the road in Manchester, 27th, Lewis Castle Stornoway in Scotland, London's O2 Arena on the 29th of May, and uh, that's your lot. He's off round Europe for the rest of his days. I'd love to go. John Fogerty is such a big hero of mine, and so pleased that he's coming over. But the ticket prices are just bonkers, and being a poor boy on the corner... I can't afford £85 to sit at the back of the Manchester Arena. But for those of you who are going, enjoy it, you buggers. And I know it's still going to be wonderful, even at 77. I'm jolly envious. And Fogarty fan Chris Manners has emailed to say, Great to hear John Fogarty's centrefield on the latest podcast. Have you also got, and can you please play, the version of Almost Saturday Night from his first solo album? Actually, Chris, it was his second solo album, but we won't quibble. He said, I had it on cassette, but it's long gone. He's re-recorded it several times, but never caught the bursting excitement of that guitar intro again. Hey! 
What a great man. And a constant scourge of Donald Trump as well. John Fogerty with Almost Saturday Night from his 1975 album, his second post-Credence LP, which was just called John Fogerty, and it was for Asylum Records. Now, listener Richard Bird has emailed, and if you want to email me like Richard, then click on the contact button on the homepage of my website, which is sandykershaw.co.uk. Type your message in the box that appears, send it, and then that will come through to my personal email account. Anyway, Richard writes, Hi Andy, I've just discovered that you are making a regular podcast and that there are about 50 hours of bloody great records for me to catch up on. Oh, deep joy. I was a fan of your shows in the 1990s and have hours and hours on cassette, which I used to listen to in the car on my weekly trips from London to Birmingham to see my then-girlfriend Suzanne. She's long gone, ran off with another bloke. But, But to be honest... I've missed you more. Great to have you back. Cheers, Richard. For you, Richard, here's Jonathan Richmond with a mini opera about his trousers. Size 31, 28 bucks, now wait a minute, but these jeans, they're almost done. My jeans are near the rags, my jeans are almost dead, and they've lost their little wrangler tag, and you can see my knees right through the thread. I said, my jeans, oh, they're afraid, oh, my jeans, they are afraid.
Incoherent Jazz Stitch with Dread Inner Jam Down, I-double-N-A, of course, the title track of his LP on the Kingston Sounds label. And I picked that up the other week on the excellent second-hand record store, which is here on Todmud in Market every Sunday. High Tide Records, it's called, run by Stephen and Robin, father and son. Check them out if you live nearby. It's a good store. The Swanee River Quartet were before Jar Stitch, not to be confused with the Swanee Quintet, don't let me catch you doing that. Uh, the quartet was from San Francisco, and we heard them singing, almost rapping really, a song called Brother Noah, recorded in 1946, and it's one of the tracks on the Ace Records gospel compilation called Get On Board, Little Children. And Jonathan Richmond kicked off that sequence with My Jeans from his 1985 masterpiece, Rockin' and Romance on Rough Trade. <laughs> 28 bucks for a pair of jeans. That day hits it. Now, since a few of you have very kindly contributed, crowdfunded, I suppose, the building of the shelves for all my vinyl when I got it all back a couple of months ago, and thanks so much to those of you who did contribute to that. I've been discovering things I'd forgotten I owned. It's great. Like, when I came to the shelving and filing of all my 45s a few weeks ago, I found this fat bundle of Kenyan singles, most of which date from the 1970s and 80s, that I'd forgotten I had. Some kind soul, a listener, must have sent these to me back in Radio 1 days, but for the life of me, I can't remember the name of this generous benefactor. I know I didn't buy them myself, because although I've been to 27 African countries at the last count, I've never been to Kenya. Whoever sent them to me, thank you, if you're still with us and still listening. And the other day I had the great pleasure of playing through a lot of them. 
You can expect more in future programmes, but here are the first couple of crackers I've just rediscovered, starting with Joseph Abassi, guitar and vocal, and a song in Swahili called Makarani Wazi Jevune. <laughs> Wakipata elefu moja na miyatano wanafurai Wakipata elefu moja na miyatano wanafurai
Ile wadie kuwa na chiali Umatualele Bigoko ya mwaka Natoke gula Megate na chukali Muratoke menyaga Niogoshe njiaruti Tonyoni neto ingetu Wakonde hele oro Petoro mwanyuile Motito wandei Wale dhuza Tenele butio hetu Na mwale atatu hamwe Nandere bawana Tiga kwe yohora mwendo akengo yohoro Walega wete kia mbichande na chio Ona chira mwaditange iluo maguru Fotokope ya mbondi yeyo chio dene ngo kuwania Murata murata wanaheni ya maige Norekelele letwekele ya moicho Tiga kolera neolea onje kete Ona tuatigana ndia dechire kirole Ndia kirete zaibi yao Boyo nge wako henagia Kano die kole ojio godo ketie kiongo Mumagali ne wanjo waigele Kona chukali waga Nengonyi maturungi Kamaru and the City Sounds Band from Kenya and a song in the Kikuyu language called Charia Ongi and it was a 45 on the Kamaru label of Nairobi. No date on it, unfortunately. Before that, and also from Kenya, Joseph Abassi with a single on the rock label called Makarani Wazi Jevune. A big thanks to producer Peter, Peter Everett, for this next one. He sent it over to us as a, an audio file, although it was released on the last album Louisiana multi-instrumentalist Clarence Gatemouth Brown made before he died in 2005. And that's a CD for High Tone Records called Timeless. Clarence Gatemouth Brown refused to be categorised. He played blues, country songs, 
Cajun tunes, he was a fine guitarist, fiddle and mandolin player, and of course a singer. Here's, here's what Peter emailed to us about this track. It's from a CD called Timeless on High Tone Records, released in 2004, recorded in New Orleans. The song was written by Hoyt Garrick. The lineup is Clarence on guitar and violin, Harold Floyd on bass guitar, Lloyd Herman on drums, Dan Matrazzo on piano, and Luther Wamble on guitar. Clarence had recorded and toured with these guys, so they were a real band, and I'll tell you what, you can hear that. Peter says, I, pl- I played this track to a classical violinist who said, he's doing everything wrong. I love it. Dark end of the hallway.
the dark end of the hallway Surrounded by what's left of souvenirs Hey, steady gathered in a prime of
I really do. Although I'm sure every DJ on Six Music takes just as much care as I do in choosing what to play and where to play it. In the order you heard them, Clarence Gatemouth Brown with At the Dark End of the Hallway. Then it was Ry Cooder with his guitar instrumental reading of Dan Penn and Chips Mormon's Dark End of the Street from Ry's 1972 LP, Boomer's Story. And then the definitive vocal version of Dark End of the Street by the mighty James Carr, recorded for Goldwax Records in Memphis in 1967. Dan Penn, when I interviewed him in the mid-1990s, told me that he and Chips Mormon wrote the song in, in no more than half an hour in a Memphis hotel room during a break in a lengthy card game. He also told me that of all the recorded versions of Dark End of the Street, that one, the James Carr original, was his favourite. Then we went from Dark End of the Street to the Bright Side of the Road with Van Morrison and an alternate take of Bright Side of the Road recorded in 1979 and eventually released on the double Van der Man CD, The Philosopher's Stone, the unreleased tapes in 1998. Well, thank you to those of you who've recently become patrons of this podcast where's my list let's read out uh, the names of those uh, who've done it recently martin w carr alan beale pandor Kane, nick fryer ft villa pat stubbs stuart dead mg duffy ellie lease williams fraser white john rue 99 ptq2 david brill 14 and graham boutel thank you very much to all of you for supporting us and uh, please if you can um, become a patron or make a one-off donation and to do either of those things please go to the podcast pages of my website at andykershaw.co.uk scroll down on one of those podcast pages so you see the little buttons near the bottom that say either donate uh, to make a one-off donation, or be my patron on Podbeam if you want to make a regular contribution. We really do value whatever you can send, because although we have a media partner in Songlines magazine, they very kindly give us free advertising space every month in Songlines, but we don't have any advertisers or sponsors. So please, if you can, 
do one or the other. Uh, keep it all DJ going, eh? And as long as you do so, my record collection is your record collection.
Anisero, le chien de ralliement de toutes les tropiques de l'Afrique à Cuba.
was a regular occurrence for me, you know, to walk into the Radio 1 building and find our alleged producer, the producer of my programmes and peels, John Walters, not in his tatty, cramped office, but in the big open plan area where all the producer's secretaries sat, and he'd be standing on one of their desks with his trumpet at half past nine in the morning, wearing, wearing a sombrero, um, usually playing that tune, El Manicero, the peanut vendor. And the secretaries took no notice of him, just got on with their work. They were used to Walters. Oh, I still miss him after all this time. The version of El Manicero we heard there was by Quartetto Patria from Cuba and an album they recorded in 1998 with the great Cameroonian saxophonist Manu Dubango. Cuba Africa, the name of the CD, released by the French label Celluloid. And before that, Mathletini and the Mahatella Queens from South Africa, Tokazile, the song, live at the Astoria Theatre in London in November 1988. I was there, I was in at that gig, but you could hear me in the crowd, couldn't you? And this is a new release from the Umsakazo label of Wakefield, and it's compiled from the recordings at the mixing desk made by an old African music pal of mine, David Barton, and he made lots of recordings of the UK gigs of Mathletini and the Mahatella Queens around that time, and also the Bundu Boys. The CD's called Music Inferno, Mathletini and the Mahatella Queens, the Indestructible Beat Tour, 1988-89. And that's about your lot for today. Thanks very much to producer Peter Everett and to Marvin Ware for his technical help, but most of all, thank you for listening. Go and spread the word. Go tell it on the mountain. Tell your friends, tell fellow music lovers about these podcasts. The more people we can get listening, the better. And please donate or become a patron if you can. Go to the podcast pages of my website, scroll down, look for the donate or be my patron button and support us if you're able to do so. Your support and your contributions mean the world. They really do. I'll see you next time. So long.